So back in October, I put this uh, little post up on our social media sites and I was like, hey, I'm having a virtual conference. If you'd like to speak or present, uh, send me a DM. And I was blown away with uh, the responses that I got, but also there was one particular response that I got that was uh, really interesting. It was from a lady named Conchita uh, from Costa Rica, and she talked to me about a trail that has just been developed, the El Camino de Costa Rica. Um, and uh, she was interested in putting a panel discussion together of women who have hiked the El Camino de Costa Rica. Um, and, and interested in just putting a panel discussion together to talk about this, this particular trail and the experiences that these women have had while hiking that trail. And I love Costa Rica. Uh, it's a place we visit as often as we can. Um, and so I was really excited to talk to her about, um, about this panel discussion that she's putting together about this trail, uh, that is going to be presented at our virtual summit. So I'm excited to introduce you to Cochita today. She's amazing. She's so much fun. Um, and she's just really inspiring. So I'm going to let you check out my concert, my conversation with her. And if you want to learn more about our virtual summit, if you want to learn about our speakers, if you want to learn about the schedule, if you want to buy a ticket, head on over to our website, hikelikeawoman.com. Click that summit tab. You can find all the information about our virtual summit. You guys, it's going to be amazing. I have had so much fun interviewing all of these women who are presenting at the summit. Uh, it's going to be remarkable. So go check it out, hikelikeawoman.com and enjoy my conversation with Conchita. So the El El Camino de Costa Rica. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me about this trail. Well, the the trail is goes from the Atlantic to the Pacific, and uh-huh. it was designed to first of all we, we had these criteria. Well, we wanted to go through the most beautiful parts of Costa Rica. Yes, but we also wanted to go through parts that it, lots of people can do. Yeah. Um, so that eliminates some very, very jungly, difficult paths. Uh-huh. Um, but we also wanted to go through small villages that now nobody knows about. And there are these beautiful little villages ensconced in little valleys or at mountain tops, and nobody, not even many of the Costa Ricans know about. Uh-huh. So with those criteria, we designed this trail. And did you know we spent about four or five years, um, you know, visiting and consulting and uh, getting local hiking um, operators and guides to take us places, and finally we we in two thousand eight we felt okay this is it this is the trail and it's two hundred and eighty kilometers. Whoa! Okay. Yeah. Um, and we divided it up into sixteen stages. So okay. that um, you start out and you do the 16 stages and they end up in a, in a village that we thought really would, would benefit from having uh, people there. And we, we did a lot of consultation to make sure that they mm-hmm. really did want this. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so that's what it is. It's 280 kilometers. It has a lot of ups and downs. So. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a hiker looks at it and says, oh, 280 kilometers. I did the Appalachian Trail or I did come Compostela. I can do this. But uh, every single one has said this is harder. So it's a, it's a challenging um, 
cumulative is about 9,000 meters to, you know, that you go up. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's like going to Everest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's challenging and it's very different. Every section is different from the next, you know. So you've got lowlands that are hot and humid, and you have peaks that are at 2,300 meters, and you have to wear a coat. You have to, you know, put the 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 fireplace in the little cottage that you're staying at. And so imagine the range of experience that you have, and and there's we go through coffee fields, we go through cane fields, uh, we go next to banana fields, not through them. Um, so, and we go through indigenous territory, cross rivers in hanging bridges, and in the thing that you probably have never done, at least maybe you've seen it, uh, but it's a, it's a metal cage. I've seen them. Yep, I haven't done them right on the quarry. Yeah. Yeah. And so the Andaribel goes over the Pacuare River, exactly. Um, And then there's there's boats through the canals because a little part of it is the Tortuguero Canal. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, so you you walk through the through the islands about uh, fourteen kilometers, and Mm -hmm. but in between the islands you have to take a little boat, and we've got that whole thing set up with people who know about it and will take the hikers. And, and then you start at 266 that are from Muelle Goshen in, in Limon. That uh-huh. then is the rest is straight. So sometimes when we have people who want to set a record of uh-huh. running the Camino, they start in Muelle Goshen and it's only the 266 kilometers that is on Terra Firma. So that's it. I don't know what else can I tell you. Wow. Is it do you have to go with the guide or do you can you go you can do it by you can go do it by yourself? There's mm-hmm. during the through the indigenous territories, you do have to get an indigenous guide. Good. Um, and during the, the parts that are forest reserves, you have to get so there's about three sections that you need to hire the local guides. Because yeah. and they're not. I mean, they're not marked. We're trying to preserve those spaces yeah. without markers or anything like that. Uh, but the rest of the way, it's you can do by yourself. We worry about there's one section at the very beginning mm-hmm. that there's a little social unrest, and sometimes nothing has ever happened. Uh-huh. Uh, but we worry, and in fact, what happens most of the time is that the local people stop the hikers. And say, oh, you shouldn't be walking here. Here is very dangerous. Please jump in my car and we'll take you. And they really are trying to help. It's not like, you know, a con. Yeah. Um, And we had this very beautiful American woman, a young woman, uh, beautiful blonde hair, you know, and, and all. And she was doing it by herself. And we said, you know, we really wish you didn't at this part. No, no, I'll do it. I want to do it. So. So she got stopped, and um, and it was two men and a woman sitting in the back, and the whole thing just you know we eventually found out that actually it was a local police because he had been very insistent that she get in the car, and yeah. she found that part like upsetting. Yeah, um, but he actually was a police that was really trying to help her. So there's only that part. The rest is very safe. Well. 
that part is safe too. It just has yeah. sort of this yeah. element. Um, but um, but so it if you do it by yourself, you have to make reservations. You can't mm-hmm. just show up like Compostela. Okay, it's not good for pitching a tent. Mm. We have a we have um, our 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 root group is trying to figure out whether we can eventually develop it so that people who really carry that want to carry their own tent uh-huh. do have places. There's about four places where you can pitch your tent, but not enough so that so we discourage people to uh, in taking their tents. They can take their their um their sleeping bag because we mm-hmm. have tented camps. In mm. the camps have platforms and then the tents. Oh, nice. Yeah. So there's there's a few of those. Um and then there's very rustic cabins that a rural family has sort of added on or built on their property and yeah. they will take care of the hikers. And then there's lodges, really two star type of lodges. And and then there's some nice places like maybe you know Casa Turide. Or where the Santa Forest Lodge or El Tucanet, yeah, places like that that are that are very nice. Yeah. Uh, not very many of them. I think we have about five of them that mm-hmm. are on the trail, um, and they collaborate with us. Um, but most of it is it is really a fairly rustic experience. I love that. But you know what people say? What people when when they do the Camino, especially these solo hikers, they say, you know, the most wonderful thing were the people and how much they shared about their traditions and about yeah. families. And so it's good. I love that you can have that cultural experience on a trail because it's so different than here in the States where it's like, hurry up and get to the summit. But there it it, i imagine it feels like you're staying in the local village you're eating food with the locals you're you're sleeping in one of their huts like it's it i imagine it's a full full full-on cultural immersion experience especially for them like me and it it is very very one-to-one you and the family and the and the whole objective of the trail is to help those families to help them develop a new source of income other than picking coffee or picking bananas you know because most of them are in the agricultural sector and mm-hmm. so this really gives them a little bit of a new, a new income you know and some of the mothers say you know I'm doing this to be able to put my son through college oh. you know and it, so it's a it's a new income it's not a huge income yeah but it's a, it's a new source of income that they're saving up to do important things for their families. So it's really a good thing. <laughs> I don't need to plan any more adventures, but I do. I do need to come on this trail. How did you get involved in this in this project? So my husband is from Costa Rica. He was born and raised in Costa Rica. And then we met in D.C. And just before we retired, we did Compostela. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we retired and then we got to Costa Rica and it was like a no brainer idea. We said, you know, well, why doesn't Costa Rica have a trail like Compostela? And we saw that all the money of tourism goes to the coasts to mm-hmm. certain places. Now it's sort of yeah. going below Manuel Antonio and it's like, and, and also, so it, but it's still mm-hmm. the coast yeah. and it's really, and 
a large percentage of that money, though it generates employment, yeah. is really not owned by Costa Ricans. Yeah. And so we said, and then we we know or we started to learn about all these other towns and places that no one goes to. And we said, well, let's do a trail. When we started talking with friends who were into hiking, we were part of hiking groups. We, mm-hmm. we joined many different types of hiking groups and we would always tell them, you know, what do you think about this idea? And every single person said, you know, that's a great idea. We, sh- we should really do it. And some people said, you know, when I did Compostela or I did the, you know, the, the peace walk of Assisi, mm-hmm. um, I thought the same thing. Why don't we have something like this in Costa Rica? But I never did anything about it. So we got a lot of that very positive response. And then we just put together a PowerPoint and we started taking it around and people started signing up, you know, I'll help you. Let's do it together. And then we formed working groups and then Mm -hmm. eventually we, we formed, uh, we tested the idea by taking people on some of these stages you know, organized a group of people and tested the idea. Uh And and then we put together the association that now manages and uh, maintains the the trail. And we, what we did is from the very beginning, we said, you know, we don't want to operate. We don't want to be a tourist agency. Yeah. Yeah. So what we did is that we trained young Costa Ricans to be the tour agencies. Mm. And now there's about, there's about six of them that grew up, became tourist agents, most of the Camino, and yeah. others that were already, you know, functioning, but they, they, they are now part of the Camino. And so this is a source of income for absolutely for young people. And for us, we're, we're not, we're out of the tourist business. We're really a development association we basically what we do is we we help with the economic and we help generate the culture of hiking in costa rica yeah so you know all the people who are working in the capital you know these are the people who are now hiking the camino and it's changing their lives you know you have these people who were not hikers they were not hikers they have become hikers that's amazing that's amazing. You've changed a whole, a whole, the whole economy. Well, I mean, not, not as much as we'd like to. It's still a, a very small. We have about 600 hikers a mm-hmm. month. I am so excited about this trail and I'm so excited about the work that you and your husband and all of these incredible people have done to put this trail together. I can't wait to hike it. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to? Oh, where can we, where can we learn about it? Like if I was to call up my friends and be like, Hey, we're going to go, we're going to go hike the El Camino. Well, there's several places. First of all, there's our website, www.caminodecostarica.org. That's one place. Um, The second place is if you go into Facebook and you put at El Camino de Costa Rica, you will see all the things that people post about it. Okay. You know, about, you know, their photos and their, their things like that. On our website, there's some testimonials. Mm-hmm. You know, there's documents you can open and you can, people telling them what their experience was on the Camino. And um, 
so so those the the website the facebook account at el camino de costa rica and um and then on on youtube if you put el camino de costa rica a uh-huh. lot of things will come out some of them we've posted and some of them these other people have posted it that did the camino and they decided to talk about it there was an american guy who found out about it uh he lives in manuel antonio and he just did a video about it knowing nothing about it just from what he was reading in the in the newspapers and in the stuff and he was just so that video is up there um and then on our web page there's a there's a, a short video that was professionally made to you know, to sort of sell the Camino. But on YouTube, there's one that's a slideshow that we did mm-hmm. in 2022 for the World Trails Conference, con- conference which yes. is very informative. It may not be, I mean, it's not terrific, but it's very informative. Yeah. When's yeah. the best time to hike the trail? The best time of year? Yes. Yeah, so, so anytime from mid-December, through mid-April is the dry season, mm-hmm. as you know. And so it's easier because you're not, you know, you're not, something's not going to happen that's going to block a section or something like that. Though that hasn't ever happened. And we've yeah. had people hiking in the middle of the rainy season, like yeah. November and October, uh-huh. and they still managed it. And okay. we find that like June... And July and even August is nice because everything's greener and the animals are very active Mm -hmm. and it rains only really in the afternoon. And if you're a hiker, you know that you usually get up early and you Mm -hmm. hike until lunch. Uh You stop for lunch, you have lunch, and then you take a siesta. And then usually in the evening, it's fine again. So yeah. I find those months work just as well as the dry season. Okay. I hiked it when I did it for my 70th birthday. I did it from December 15th to January 2nd, but that was because my birthday is January 2nd. So that's a great birthday. That's a birthday. And I, I did it by myself with, uh, with a guide with Jorleni Aguilar. I think Jorleni's on the panel too. Yes, I've asked. She's on the panel. So oh. Jorleni was my guide. And uh, and then my husband just, you know, carried all the stuff and met, met me at the end of the day, wherever I ended oh. with uh, prosciutto and, uh, <laughs> and wine and all sorts of goodies. <laughs> well, you, have, you have a good husband behind you. So I do. I do. He's a good guy. Well, I won't take up too much of your time because I know he needs to feed you before you go to the opera. That's right. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank I really want to thank you that what you, for what you're doing. Oh, it's, it's a really wonderful thing. Thank you. The problem with hosting the summit is every time I get off a call with a woman like Kojita, I'm like, I have to go visit this place. I have to do that trail. I have to go on that big adventure. And so it's giving me a serious case of, oh my gosh, I got to plan another adventure. And I love that about the Hike Like Women community. And I love that we have so many inspiring women who are going to be presenting at our summit. And if you want to learn more about them, if you want to learn more about our summit, head on over to our website, hikelikewoman.com. You can find all the details about 
who's presenting, what the present presentations are going to be about, um, and the schedule. Uh, so head on over to our website, hikelogwoman.com, click the summit tab, and you can learn more there. Thanks so much. I'll catch you next time.